0: train, Jared Fried coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We're here Monday through Friday, that's right, with your Freed by Noon Episodes. You wake up every morning to a little cup of J-Train, and it's coming in steaming hot. And all I need you to do is mm, 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 sip it up and tell a friend. Tell a friend, a brother, a sister, a, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. We will take them. I'll take them in. I'll put them to my nape and let them suck at my teat for all of the laughs. And all you got to do, thats it just let them know. Tag someone in my Instagram post. Let the people know. Sing it from the rooftops. Jared Freed, Jared Freed. I want you to listen to Freed by noon every day. Very excited for today's episode. Uh, I got a lot of emails. I'm going to do a luxury lounge. Got some quick kick questions. All you got to do, tell a friend. Also, we're on YouTube. I did a little experiment. I answered some questions in the comments of the YouTube page. I'll do that again. You guys send a question in the comments of the YouTube page. I'll answer it. Why not? Why not? Subscribe on YouTube. I love the YouTube audience. We got cooking up. That's what I need you. Need you on YouTube. Uh, Keep sending your emails, Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I never asked what we we are. Jared, curious about your thoughts on this. Match with a guy on a dating app in mid-March. We've been texting every day since. In the beginning, he made a comment about relationships taking time, which I agreed. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Who's... uh, Who's on the side of relationships take no time at all? Yeah, relationships are easy and they take about 10 minutes. We'll, we'll figure it out. I tend to like to take things slow when it comes to getting into a relationship. But yeah, every, These are things people say when they want to let you know something. I'm just getting ahead a little bit. But when someone says, I like to take my time, they're letting you know I'm here for this section of the relationship. They're, they're warding off disappointments. We continued to text a bit, uh, quite a bit, and honestly really hit it off. Similar conversation styles and humor, and I was really pumped to meet him. We met earlier this week at a park and just went for a walk and chatted for three hours. It went really well, and things really felt comfortable with him. He texted me after the date saying he had a great time too. The next day, we continued talking like normal. Then the following day, he hits me with, I'm not really looking for a relationship right now. I asked what he meant and if he wanted to be friends or date and he said he enjoys us talking and he wants to date but wanted to make sure we were on the same page of what we were. I wasn't thinking this was a relationship and after the convo nothing changed and we still said we'd date but now I just want kind of feel weird. Like why did he feel the need to say that after one date I wasn't asking what we were not sure if I should continue to pursue this or not and was hoping for your thoughts on it. So I will say a lot of people, I get this message from women where a guy will end it or let you know, hey, I'm just letting you know what I'm looking for. And they'll go, I didn't even ask. What do you mean? Why would he bring it up? And it's like, everyone knows that most people want similar things. And I'm not saying you, I'm not saying them, but I'm saying in most cases, every guy is aware that most women they date want to leave casual, go to relationship, go to moving in, go to engagement, go to marriage, go to babies, go to death. They know that. And so a lot of guys, what they do is they get ahead by writing the small print on the contract. What he is doing, it doesn't matter that you didn't ask. He just knows that he wants to fuck you. And he doesn't want... The fucking to lock him into having to date you and get more serious. Guys are trying to keep the casual time going as long as possible. And when you write, well, I didn't ask. He's getting ahead. He's war again, I said in the beginning of this email, he's warding off all potential disappointment. Because at a certain point, you're gonna go, Well, you know, we've been having sex for a few months, and then he can go. Well, remember in the beginning, I told you I'm not looking for a relationship. This is as much as I want. So to me, he's letting you know that he's looking for very casual and to not move on from there. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let's do this. This is not a drill. Okay. I'm an OJ listener and a huge fan. Um, OK, this is like a. OK, I, this got in the way, um, I think they were telling he's telling me that he wants me to tweet out links better. I don't know. Um, you can DM me those suggestions uh, lying about his employment for months. Feather Feather, looking for your perspective on the mindset of a situation I absolutely cannot comprehend. I had been dating a guy for about four months casually and four months exclusively prior to coronavirus. Around the second week of quarantine, I quickly realized that I did not see a future and ended it promptly. He was understandably blindsided, but we had lived in the casual zone for so long comfortably that once exclusive and no distractions, I knew we were not right for each other. That makes sense. Uh, so recently, after the breakup, I found out that he has been unemployed since November, and he never told me. I knew he was unhappy in his position and looking for other opportunities, but for months pretended to go to work, uh, having meetings, etc. Ooh. is this just embarrassment on his part? In my mind, uh, I'm I'm in my mid twenties, and him in his early thirties. I'm in a high-paying professional career, but he has always encouraged open communication discussion with situations, career or otherwise, which I have been honest within my own moments of weakness. He has also repeatedly commented on being an open book, but I can't help but feel uh, like this is such a big part of his life that he left out. Yes, it's a huge part. You're not wrong. I confronted him once I found out in a kind way but didn't really gather any answers on why he lied for months on this topic. Hoping for your... A blunt take on why he went through the trouble of making up work scenarios for the last few months about his eight to five. Thank you. Your Daily Pocket has been an absolute lifesaver. Yeah, he was embarrassed. This is, I I understand your questions. I, I understand your questions, but I don't understand. I, I, I understand your questions. Um, He's embarrassed. I, I I can't tell you exactly why, but I would say, it's not like normal, I would inform the person I was with that I lost my job, but I don't know his insecurities and you don't know mine, so mine might come out in other ways. To me, he lost his job in his 30s, he's probably looking for some direction and doesn't know what to do and also, a lot of what makes you attractive as a man, whether this is fair or not, is your drive and your position and your career. Are you, and it's not even, you know, the making money thing gets put on a pedestal and gets the, you know, gets a lot of people will will talk about, oh, women want a guy who's rich. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's true. I think most people, I I, I understand that. But also a lot of women I've been with, like I was going to open mics at 4 p.m. getting, paying to do the open mics. And a lot of them were just very nice and good to me because they were impressed with a certain drive to be a fucking idiot and go do stuff for free. But I think that for men is a lot of where they get their oomph. They get their confidence from. So I'm sure he didn't want to be looked at. And you said you're in a high paying position and have a great job. So he probably felt he would be looked at like a loser. That's the, that's like the really top line reason. Other reasons. I mean, I'm sure there could be other reasons. It could be, I mean, this guy just could be a fucking maniac. I don't know. But, I don't think it's up to you to, like, figure that... When you ask these questions, in my mind... Like, like I, I understand he's also repeatedly... He was an open book. Yeah, we all say these things that we know sound good to the other person to make sure that they don't ask a lot of questions. I'm an open book. So, like, I understand why you're asking these questions, but sometimes when people ask these questions, I'm like, are you, like, listening? Like, are you... Like, I I... I he opened a book, but I can't help but feel like this is such a big part of his life that he left out yet. And I I understand, I guess I'm saying this wrong. I'm not meaning to like come down on the emailer, but I'm saying there's a point where this isn't about you. And I know this is offensive to you to like, feel like you were dating a stranger. I get your side of this things, but also let's look at it. The more you ask questions, the more, what's he going to fucking say? I'm an, I'm an embarrassed loser and I don't know where my fucking career is going and I couldn't possibly be and then and then the girl that I thought I was going to be with dumped me out of, no, out of out of thin air. There's a point where it's like let the guy figure his shit out. It is not your your it, I I always give the the version of like, "Oh, it's a burning house, run away." That's a burning house. You're not a firefighter. You can't put out the fire. This guy obviously needs help from a professional obviously needs to speak with someone about where he's gonna go in life and you're not the person that's gonna help him do that after you just dumped him because you were like, ah, he's not the match for me. So what I would do if I were you is be a little less questioned and just be like and push if he comes to you, just push him towards professionals, push him towards help. Because you're not the one that's gonna do it with all, you know, all your questions. I remember one time I was on vacation, and it was right after college. Or no, no. I was in high school. It was my senior year. And I remember I, I had applied to go to Michigan, didn't get in. And then I had just found out before the vacation. So I'm on vacation with my family, and I didn't get into Michigan. And I think I had gotten into Penn State, but I wasn't sure if I was going there or not. Whatever it was. And I remember I wasn't ready to, like come to the conclusion in my mind that I wasn't going to a school that I wanted to go to at the time. And I remember there was this mom and my mom is a loud mom who talks to all moms, no matter how uncomfortable the conversation gets. And she starts talking to this mom and the mom's like, where are you going to school? And I was like, I don't know. you know," And at that point, I remember like lying. I remember going, I hope I go to Michigan. And she goes, they, but they already gave out. They already told people if they're coming or not. And it's like, I I just didn't... I don't want to talk to this stranger about how I feel like a loser because I didn't get into the school I wanted to go to. But she kept pushing. She kept going, well, I thought they already sent out the letters. And it's like, it's kind of like this, it, it, this email brings me back to that moment because it's like you're asking a lot of questions that if you stop to think for a minute about the other side and the anxieties on the other side, then you might pull back. Like you don't have to like un un you don't have to like take the the floorboards off to find all the cockroaches. So like she's uh, well but my son found out and he got in. And I and I remember I like I was 18 and I fucking broke. I was like, I didn't get in the fucking school. And like this like she's like, oh oh how cool and I remember that moment of like yeah, just let me come to terms with it in my own way. And I think that's kind of where the situation lies. JTrain podcast at J JTrain podcast at gmail.com uh, covid cooling down the steam so before the quarantine i connected with this guy who went to a different college than me but i met once when he visited his childhood friend at my school okay that's a that's a sentence so before the quarantine i connected with this guy who went to a different college, but I met once he lit, when he visited my, his childhood friend at my school. So he visited a friend at your school. You hooked up with him. I don't even remember him, but when he moved to Denver, where I live, he recognized me at a coffee shop, and exchange, we exchanged numbers. Okay, so fast forward. They're in Denver. They see each other. He looks at her. Oh, okay. Uh, that night, I texted him. Hey, want to grab a drink tonight? We met up, had a couple drinks, made out, and a- after he walked me home. The next day he asked if I was out again and I was uh, and I was so we met up. He came to my apartment after where we made out and he came to my apartment after where we made out and he slept over. He hung out for a while in the morning and said he'd like to see me again. I was out of town for work that week, but he kept texting me and staying connected. Three days after he slept over was when everything shut down due to covid dramatic dramatic dun dun. We continued to chat and stay connected for a while, but eventually it got stale as there was really nothing to talk about, uh, no real potential to hang out. I feel like I should just let it go as there was really no way to just feel uh, to just feel casual and get to know him in a normal way, quote unquote. Since that things fizzled, we follow each other on Instagram, but that's been the only interaction. I really liked hanging out with him, and we got along really well. I don't often feel the spark with somebody uh, the, the way I did with him. Should I just continue to wait until we're able to go to bars again and see what he's up to? Should I drop in uh, with a random text, see how quarantine is, and then not speak for a while again? How would you approach rekindling this at some point? For reference, I'm 25, he's 26. We had really fun banter for a while during quarantine, but you only can can but you can only talk about frozen conspiracy theories for so long. Thanks for feathering our metaphorical nuts. Uh so I would say drop them a text. I think something she said is correct. There's a very tough to be casual right now. It's got to go somewhere. And to me, you guys were heading towards ca- the 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 version That doesn't have the quarantine involved of your relationship is you guys text late at night. Are you out? You hang out. Oh, you're not out. Okay, that's like the fun of the beginning of a relationship is when you're not responsible like for the other person. And I say that a lot. The word responsible, and what I mean is in this situation, you guys, you you know, are you out? No, I'm not out. I'm in tonight. All right, no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul exists in that casual part of the relationship that's so in the beginning so now you guys are a few hangouts in you have the background from college so it's very safe uh you know friends of friends so it's okay that you met in a coffee shop because you know the guy's not a murderer because you know a friend of his it's all cool and kosher the reality is you want to get to that point again when this is over which you can i would shoot a text hey how's the quarantine been just wanted to check in Love to get a drink when we're done. And then the ball's in his court when you're done. And then it can go back to casual. I think you need to not take these things personally. And I, I think we're all on the edge of doing that. You're, you're on the edge. You're like, well, should I just continue to wait? He doesn't want to hear from me. He doesn't want to text me. He doesn't want to text you because he doesn't want to go down this road where you guys are together without even getting the casual part. You're put on the shelf. You should put him on the shelf. Come back to it and send a text right now. Just be chill. I think knowing that this isn't about you as much as like a lot of people will tell you like, if he wants you, he'll keep trying to get you. And it's like, he could also want you and not want to rush along this thing, which right now, these texting conversations that you do with for months and months and months can rush it along. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do this one. How to be supportive but not smothering, Jared. I've been a fan for a long time. Singer praises the friends constantly. Thanks for all you do. I have a problem that's come up recently that I'd love to get your advice on. My longtime boyfriend recently lost his job, and it's been understandably rough on him. I listen if he wants to talk about it, and uh, have been trying to help him look for new jobs. But what he does is fairly specific, and I'm honestly not much help. Not to mention that job hunting has been just been generally tough with the pandemic. His stress is magnified by the fact that he financially supports his aging mom. So he started to consider looking at jobs outside of the outside the city we live in, so he can get back on his feet. The stress is really, really taking a toll on emotionally and psychologically, not to mention financially, and I hate feeling powerless to help him. To make things worse, I often struggle to know what to say to comfort him. Verbal affirmations aren't a strength of mine, sadly. And while I've, uh, we've talked about how we do temporary long distance if needed, given that I wouldn't be able to move anywhere before next year, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried about that changing things between us on top of everything else. Do you have any advice on how I can be more helpful to get him through this? I know that money and job problems are a main reason for divorce, relationship issues, et cetera, and I really want to proactively avoid letting his uh, this temporary stress derail our relationship. I'm scared of smothering him or saying the wrong thing, but I also don't want to seem like I don't care. I feel like what I'm currently doing isn't enough working very well, so I am open to pretty much anything at this point. What are some things to do, say or not say, to be more comforting? I, I, I think the... This is a very nice email. I, I I feel for him. I feel for you. It sucks. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just be there to just listen and to just not try and fix, to just be like, listen, I'm here for you. I'm a hug. I'm, I'm you know, I'm here to help. I think also, going back to some prior advice, don't think it's not personal. It's not about you. This guy, you know, a lot of times we look at someone going through stress and we're like am i am i doing this to them are are they stressed out are they in the way they handle it you want to go well how could you do that while i'm here how could you not reach out for my help i think this isn't personal i think you got to let him go through it let him come to you when he needs something let him ask you know ask questions but don't i i it's like when someone comes to me like talking about their dating issues or they I, I I like I take the emails that are sent into me. I don't go to people and go, "You look a little stressed." Let me tell you what I do. Like, no, no, no. The, the, this is, I take the emails that come to me and I answer them in in my own perspective, how I would handle things. I'm not right, uh, you know. I I know that you know I'm not like a genius. I think you being open to receive when he wants to, and just being there when he needs it, but also not taking it personally. Also realizing that like. You have to be that person who goes, whatever you need to do, do. If if moving out to another city gets you a job that makes you a better person, you need to do that. You need to get to a place where you feel comfortable. And I think that's helpful. Knowing that someone's going, do whatever you got to do. I'm here. And that's confidence on your end. You have to show confidence that this relationship can survive. I know what you wrote is about like the divorce comes from financial reasons. Yeah, that happens, but... I think it happens uh, less when you go, you go, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. I think that's a great thing to say to someone who's going through something. Whatever you need to do that you think will get you through this, you do that. We will figure it out. But put yourself, get yourself right first. Get your job right first. And then we'll figure it out. So I think like a lot of times when it's like, hey, well, if you move there, then what will we do? We'll figure it out train podcast at gmail.com jtrain podcast at gmail.com we'll do a couple more uh, not a gym rat I've been dating my boyfriend for four years and all is great but over the past few years his gym routine has really declined he was already a skinny boy to begin with but he had some muscle mass and I was really attracted to the fact that he worked out. Now he barely goes to the gym and always seems to have an excuse for why he can't work out that day. I was an athlete and work out pretty regularly, which I understand could be intimidating, but I feel like I've tried a lot of ways to encourage him to go to the gym or work out at home, asking him to come with me, suggesting sending workouts, offering to pay personal training, suggesting he work out with his boys. Ooh, but nothing keeps him consistent. That would annoy me. I think health and fitness is, like, a very personal thing. I don't think it's just, like... Like, I also don't think it's, like, done in a minute. Like, I, I'm a, I'm a person, like, I want to eat healthy the whole day. I want to be a gross piece of shit, fat fuck the whole day. Like, when I dig... I've said it a lot on this podcast. When I dig in, I'm in. That's it. So, when someone... Like, my girlfriend, she you know, for a long time, she would be like, well... Well, you know, we can go to the gym, you know, the gym together or, you know, well, we can do. And I'm like, uh, well, why? And it's like, no, 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 no. This is my thing that I have to deal with. I'm not looking to also deal with the uh, interpersonal, you know, workings of of when do you work out versus I work out. No, no, no. I need less in my way to get to the gym, not another person. So I, I think like this stuff is so when you're sending them workouts, like hint, hint. This could help you get some body mass. I'd be like, oh, I don't I don't think that helps the situation. Uh, he will go for one day and then a whole month off before going again. I know quarantine is hard and he's still super busy during this time, but he could at least take an hour a day to work out and do something for good for his body. We don't live together. And I feel like his workout habits might improve if we were to see me working out regularly. But I don't want to rely on that for the future. I'm not sure where to go from here because he knows this is important to me and it's the only con of the relationship. I understand people change and it's important to grow together, but I really loved when he had some muscle mass and put a little effort into his health maintenance and physical looks. I, I, this is a tough one because it just sounds like, you know, it's one thing if you're like, they've gained a lot of weight, like gaining a lot of weight and Becoming unhealthy—that's an easier thing to be like. Hey, I want you to be alive from, you know, our kids, and I want you to live. You know, you have trouble, you know, doing things, and I want to be able to do things together. And because, but when you're asking that he's not muscular enough, that to me is a different thing. Where it's like you might not just be into his look, and that's a part of the pot. You say everything's perfect, but like. You know, doesn't sound like you, but the attraction might not be there. Maybe that's changed. Maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't care about that stuff anymore. And, you know, because he doesn't care, that's what's making you less attractive. That's what you said. So to me, like the muscle mass thing, that's tough because, you know, that's purely lust at that point. And if you're not lusting after him or you don't feel an attraction, then maybe the relationship is off. That's a part of the wheel attractions in there. And right now you're saying that you're unattracted when you're like, well, I liked when he had a little more muscle mass. Like, listen, it's one thing like someone like I've gained weight and you try to like, you know, slim down and look better. But a lot of that's about my health. This is, uh, when you ask someone like, Hey, you used to bench like two plates. Now you're not benching anything at all. It's like, that's becomes, we've headed into another territory that might not be your match. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Butt stuff. Jared, you're the best. Subscribed, rated, shared all the things. Here's my story. I have a friend with benefits. He's 38, good-looking guy who's pretty open with me and, need, and my needs, so it's all fun. I wanted to fuck with a, plug, with a plug-in, and he was 100% on board. When he came over, I had it in Ready? <laughs> I'm all plugged up, ready to go. The bathtub's ready, you know what I mean. Wink. (laughs) And it all plugged up and ready to go. We got down to business pretty quick. I also realized pretty quick that this was his first time, which made it extra fun for me. After 20 minutes of play, he accidentally pulled it out. I immediately panicked because, well, there was going to be a little something on it. I tried to explain a little poo happens and cleaned it up real quick, but I could tell he was freaked out and he left pretty fast. Oh, he pulled the plug. <laughs> he texted me later, apologizing again for removing and freaking out and thanked me for coming out and he thanked me for having him over. At this point, will this go back to good sex? Will he get over it? I had a good, quote unquote, teacher with kinky stuff and he never got weirded out by stuff so I'm a bit unsure because I never thought twice about things. I, uh, I love this email. I also like, that sucks. They had fun. Poop's gonna happen. I think you gotta invite him over again and I think the next time you come over, be like, get him talking a little bit about what made him uncomfortable. Like, a little of your poop on the fucking butt plug like what does he expect and like maybe next time he come over he would be like yeah i had a lot of fiber so it's all gonna stick together and don't worry about it like i think you uh, you know what's done is done he freaked out okay whatever i think now um what you should do is try to have a conversation over text where it's like what did you like about the last time? What did you not like? And and like if he's comfortable bring up, well, I didn't like that. There was shit all over the fucking place. You go, ah, yeah, I get it. Like it sucks. But like that's kind of what happened. And like maybe this is like the area that he steers clear of. But I think like talking it out will help a lot. Like and 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 talking about it in a sexual way. I know that's hard because you had poop. But to go, hey, what did you like? What did you not like? What what are the things that we can do differently? Because um, you're kind of the teacher position. You said that he's inexperienced. So, like, hey, like, talk to him like someone that, you know, I would talk as if a round two is expected and ask him what he liked and didn't like to get him to that next place. And maybe he'll go, you know, I was uncomfortable first, then I thought it over and, like, those things. You know, he, get him talking, and I think that will let you know. And then have him over again and fucking plug up. Podcast at gmail.com. J-train podcast at jtrainpodcast.gmail.com Hey, this podcast is sponsored. Tuesdays and Fridays are sponsored. And then I mentioned the sponsors on the other episodes. Just so you guys, if this could help you out, use them. Postmates, no contact deliveries now available. Support your favorite local restaurant and get $100 free delivery credit when you download the Postmates app and use code JTrain when you sign up. I think you get it for the first week, $100 of delivery credit. Use J-Train when you sign up for Postmates. Feels CBD. I love CBD. I use it every morning. Uh, Feels makes me feel better. Get 50, 50, 50. 50% off your first order at feels.com slash J-Train. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash J-Train. Best Fiends. Fun game. Takes your mind off of shit. I'm addicted to this game. Get it today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Ritual Vitamins, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. I fill You can fill in the gaps in your diet. Get 10% off your first three months at ritual.com slash JTrain. Let's do uh, a luxury lounge. We're, you ready? The luxury lounge is something I do on Patreon. If you're not f- familiar with Patreon, Patreon for five, five, f- five dollars a month, you get two extra podcasts a week. That's a good deal. $5 a month, two extra podcasts a week, $15 a month. You can ask me for advice and I'll answer your message. That sound good? We do a luxury lounge every Wednesday on Patreon. Let's do a luxury lounge. Hit the music, Shelby. On today's luxury lounge, I want to talk about Sushi. I love sushi. I don't know about you guys, but I love sushi. I love the uh, specialty rolls, the rolls that are like a little different and a little little fun. Here's my problem with sushi. I never know how much to order. I think like sushi amounts and and they'll do the bento boxes or they'll do the pre-order, but the pre-order special never come, they're, they're never fun. It's always like, four rolls that are just like the one, like tuna, salmon, uh, you know, crab stick. And you're like, who's ordering the pre-made, who's getting the sushi for one? What kind of uncreative loser is getting sushi for one where they're not even putting in a specialty in there? And then if you look at the sushi for two, it's just more of the regular fish one. I want to be able to get, there should be every restaurant for sushi should have a sushi for one fat fuck edition. It should be sushi for one that eats like it's a three. And it should have three different specialty rolls. It should have one hand roll, and then it should have one like regular six piece roll. And then a soup. Because when you order sushi, you go, ah, we'll get three rolls. And then you're like, three rolls? Is that all I'm eating for the whole night? And then I have to wake up in the morning feeling hungry as fuck and I'm gonna get done. Every time I get sushi, I order an extra white rice just so I know that there's something back up to keep me in the game. And it's just, sushi was made for a Japanese consumer. Six pieces, evenly cut, no mess. We need more sushi made for an American. I need a 7-Eleven big gulp of sushi, and I need more places to pack and have it be orderable for a person with a normal American-sized diet. I want a supersize. Supersize me, sushi, because right now, four rolls ain't doing it. And I need something more substantial, and I don't want to order extra rice just to eat rice. That's today's Luxury Lounge. You can sign up for Luxury Lounge. You can get a Luxury Lounge every Wednesday my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jared Patreon.com slash Jared The link is in the description. $5 a month, uh, two extra podcasts a week, or $15 a month. Uh, you can ask advice, plus the podcast. Uh, let's do some quick hit questions, and we're out of here. I put these quick hits on my uh, Instagram. I put this up real quick, so we only have a few. Should I call out my casual hookup four months for ghosting me or let just let it go? I would break up with them. The problem with ghosting is that it leaves it open for interpretation for them to come back. I would send them a text. Hey, this is obviously over. I would have really appreciated it if you didn't ghost me, but... I won't be hooking up with you again. Please don't text me ever again. At least you get the ownership of it being done. Is it wrong to be with someone if you know you don't want a future together? If you don't, if it's wrong to be with someone if you know you don't have a future together, I don't, I'm not gonna get into right or wrong, but I think you should think about why you're in it then. What are you getting out of this? And that's a little selfish. If you're in a relationship with someone that you know isn't gonna have a future, but you're staying in it because, you are afraid of being lonely or afraid of dating again, or you're afraid of not meeting someone more. At that point, you're using another person to get your, through your own uh, problems. And that, at that point, I would assume you need a psychiatrist, a professional, rather than another human being whose life you're tampering with. How often is it normal to text someone you virtually met during quarantine? Text when you have something to say. There's no normal. There's no normal. You text when you got something to say. He like, uh, college girl, still sleep with my teddy bear. Will that freak dudes out? I'm living with a 27-year-old woman who has their own uh, elephant on the bed. It, I'm, I'm here. I'm living in it. Uh, guy I'm dating talks about my hot best friend a lot. Should I be concerned? I think you should be concerned with his level of respect for you. It's... Everyone thinks other people are hot. Everyone thinks the people that they're not dating are hot. But you don't go to your significant other and go, hey, 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 do you see that? That's what I'm liking. Because you're a dick if you do that. So is he just a dick? Yeah. Should you be concerned? Yeah, you're dating a dick. Would you ever do stand up virtually? I would never do stand up virtually. I'm out. Nuh uh. We're actually going to do another uh, Beach by Happy Hour. Beach by Happy Hour we're doing next Thursday, week from today. Ten bucks, same deal. New guests, new segments. It's going to be a blast. Get the whole group chat involved. But I'm not going to do stand-up virtually because, to me, stand-up is meant to be done in a club. It should be – and if you watch it on TV, it should be in a highly produced way that you can watch it on Netflix. I think anyone – My personal opinion is if someone's doing stand-up on on like Zoom, it's because they're huge and they can and you'll go to their show anyways or that they're not really someone you'd ever buy a ticket to go see. And I trust that if I put out enough great stuff, you'll come and watch me do stand-up. And when things let out, I got a whole new hour that's ready to go that I'm going to have to practice again and do all that shit. Thoughts on using passport function on Tinder during quarantine. I think you have to be real. The passport function is so you can swipe in another city. Be realistic about what you're going to do when you get a match. Are you doing that to just check out guys or girls in that city? Are you doing that because you want to be in a relationship that has outs uh, you know, be honest with yourself. Why are you using the passport function? Are you doing it because you're moving there? That's a good reason. Are you doing it because you want to be, uh, you want to hook up with someone, then be able to say, well, oh, you know, we'll, we'll blame this on long distance. Uh, best part about the new apartment living situation. I, I, I'm very comfortable. I love the neighborhood. Lower East Side's great. The roommate's not bad either. Uh, met during quarantine. I want to meet in real life, but I'm afraid he's uh, met more people and I want to ask. I don't think that's... He is meeting more people. Everyone you're meeting right now is meeting other people. And the reality is you have to know that you're a great party, but you're not the party everyone wants to be at. So you let people know, hey, let's. I'm down to get drinks after this is all over. They either come to the party or they don't. And it's not because you're not great. Thoughts on travel Use so much... On dating apps, as uh, what? No question, just look like a cop from the 70s movie. Book them, Dano. That's it for us. We'll be back next episode. Boom.